From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy. What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up War Jam, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Coming up on today's show, the portal is open, and the Knowles 2023 National Champs, is that open at the betting table? We're going to maybe push our chips into the middle of it, because Jordan Travis announces on Monday night he's running it back. Wake Up War Jam, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Come check out them every single day of the week for their daily lunch specials, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., but on Tuesdays, Bill's like, we're going to do it all day, all night long. We're going to give them tacos. We're going to feed the people tacos on Tuesdays. It's an all-day special beef chicken tacos, buck ninety-nine, over at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Get yourself ready for trivia. That starts at 7 p.m. on Tuesday nights. Battle for some cash prizes. Is it house cash or do we give them American? This is like currency, Corey. Well, it's house cash, but okay. that, that serves Same. as American I mean, currency. Same. Yeah, I mean, can't. Get a lot of get a lot of run for that over forty dollars goes a long way at corner yeah. pocket is all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so does ten dollars at warchant.com. An entire year of premium access. Everything we're about to talk about has probably uh, been living on the boards for a little bit, and more to come. As again, this transfer portal opened up on December fifth yesterday, Monday. We saw all these names starting to fly in there. Uh, Michael Langson's got you covered about who's coming, who's leaving, and who's a possibility. So check it all out at warchant.com. We also ask for you to hit the thumbs up if you're listening to us on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's totally free. You would have got notifications of us going live, Corey, myself, Gene Williams, on the heels of the news of Jordan Travis saying that he's coming back. Cool little video produced by Florida State Athletics. Uh, we should really start there, Corey. I didn't, I didn't tease the show in order of what we would talk about. Um we felt this was going to happen, but it, it it's real now, man. Jordan Travis announced he's coming back in 2023. How much does that just lift your spirits off of an already great season, a cool bowl game coming up in Orlando against Oklahoma, and then news of this absolute dynamo uh, setting to return to the Knowles next year? Yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's incredible news. Uh, it's expected, but until it happens, you're not 100% sure it is going to happen. And... um just the prospect of him coming back next year, as good as this offense was, um, as good as it was really all season, but specifically the last uh, five games heading into this one. I mean, good. I'll even say the last six games because what it did against Clemson was really impressive, I thought. Um, so the last six games of the season, what this offense looked like, what it became, and the fact that you got the, the trigger man coming back uh, the, like you said, the dynamo, that's a, that's a word kids are still using nah, I mean, the, the dynamo behind center, um, that really had a breakout season. And I think became one of the, one of the very best players in the country and proved to be one of the best players in the country, man, that, that just gets the juices flowing Aslan. It gets you excited about 20. I know 2022 is not done yet. Still got a game in 23 days or whatever but man that just gets the juices flowing about uh, about 2023 because you have um really for the first time in eight or nine years you have a quarterback coming back that you know is awesome you know uh, you brought up francois on the video francois had a nice 
to good, good. He had a good yeah, retro freshman young. year. It was, it was young, yeah. and you felt that there was some potential left yes. out there. But with Jordan, there's much more proven. But also more more than that, that 2016 offense had some moments. It was a it was a good offense. It also had Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now, like this offense is bringing all the skill people back from all an already an elite offense. That to me is what makes this difference. Like Francois Travis, it does like Jordan Travis coming back means this offense. Uh, as long as he stays healthy, of course. Which I guess we still have to caveat for him, even though he. he rolled through 12 games um you know it's gonna be it's gonna be elite you've got the signal caller coming back you've got most of his weapons coming back and the real question is what does this do for the portal as far as does an offensive lineman look at what's coming back look at the points per game look at the ranking and and you got oh the quarterback's coming back okay so that means the offense is going to be really good again they're not going to take a step back um you wouldn't think i'm going to go there or a tight end maybe or a, a great wide receiver. Yeah, I'm going to go play with that offense because I know, look at what they're doing, and they got the dude coming back. Like, it just, it, it, the ticket sales, everything about it is one of, it's it's one of the cooler December 5ths, I have to imagine, Florida State football has ever had. I love the video. It's his moment, man. I'm glad he's able to have it. Do you think, Corey, that this it maybe sets up like a waterfall of, I mean, Maybe Trey Benson, maybe it's not a video, but maybe we hear Trey Benson make some sort of announcement. I'm coming back as well. Because I mean, you did talk about all these skill ta- skill players coming back intact. I don't know if I don't know if everybody needs to release a video or make a big announcement, but I mean there's certainly some curiosity to the future plans of Trey Benson, no? I get yeah, I guess when I say skill players, I was thinking more about the wide receivers. Okay. Um I get and I guess Pokey is not coming back, but they 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 are loaded at it at wide receiver uh not loaded as in they have a bunch of first round picks but they are loaded with guys that are, uh, have produced and have proven to be good college football players so i with trey benson i don't know i would think uh, it doesn't hurt let's put it that way right when when the quarterback is coming back not that anybody has ill will towards aj duffy or tate rodemaker but it's a different dynamic when you know the quarterback is coming back when you know the guy that's running this offense that sees it better than anyone not named mike norvell and Alex Atkins, when he under, he understands what's trying to be accomplished, he gets you into the right plays all the time. You know, Tr- Jordan Travis is very vital to Trey Benson's success too. It's not just the offensive line; it's the quarterback checking in the right play, checking to the right. We're not running left; we're running right. He sees the defense and and helps open up holes for Trey Benson. All that stuff matters, man. I I just I I don't I don't know what kind of impact it would have on Trey Benson as far as like. Oh, Jordan's coming. I was going to go, but the quarterback's coming back. Now well, I'll no, stay. I just but if it's 50-50, yeah. man, if it's 50-50, yeah, I think that, that can tilt it to like, okay, we're going to be really good again next year. And this offense is a lot of fun to play in. Oh, yeah, and I'll get uh, some money. I'm going to get some cash for, for, coming, for playing. Yeah, let's run it back. And maybe it happens down the line. Uh, maybe Jordan's the only one. But I, I think it would – it certainly doesn't have a negative impact. It can only be a positive. Yeah, I meant more so in terms of like capitalizing on kind of PR. Let's let's capture the news cycle continually. You know, they you mentioned oh, on the video. I see. You mentioned on the video with Gene that the Charlie Ward documentary premiered on ACC Network, and then not long after that, got off air. Florida State's Twitter account tweets out the video that they produced with Jordan announcing it. So it, you know, it feels like there's so much uncertainty with the transfer portal, but this program right now is set up. Where listen, they're going to lose. Like, Jared Verse probably leaving. Jamie Robinson probably leaving. Uh, but all those wide receivers, that offensive line, that quarterback, uh, they're coming back. 
Uh, so it's like, you know, they're well positioned right now to really kind of advertise and market themselves as a real big destination to come to no matter where you play on the field because it feels like they're set up for success and they'll win. Uh, and then, shoot, if you want to catch passes from that guy or you want to be one of the dudes, I don't know if you want to be one of the dudes in the backfield because it's already pretty crowded, but it's just you're, you're kind of really creating some messaging here uh, that's well-deserved, man, because I don't think Florida State's got near uh, the amount of recognition they really deserve na nationwide for what they did those last five games. I know not against the greatest level of competition, but to blow out most of those teams, uh, to do what you did against Florida in that game that was the second most uh, watched game of, of that weekend and the holiday, uh, I think this just gives you like a really cool window and opportunity to kind of like, hey, hey, we're, we're, we're back to a certain ex extent, so I'll be on the lookout. So I, I was kind of wondering how that would maybe play out, but um, – Looking a little bit, let's stay a little bit on Jordan before we kind of pivot to the portal here. I mean, they're, I know Gene said it really does depend who stays, who leaves. I can't imagine a permeation of permutation, permeation, permutation. Well, I can't finish the sentence and I'll tell you. Yeah, I can't imagine the permutations out there of Florida State's roster not being at a level that's going to earn them probably all, you know, outright win of the conference, and I maybe shouldn't say that. Maybe people like Clay Clubbing. They're going to be a top-10 team in 2023 with the news of this quarterback coming back. Other guys can say or leave, but the fact that that guy, that quarterback is staying, Florida State is going to be a top-10 team in, in 2023. I have no I doubt mean, pro I mean, I think it has, you know, it, it, it probably shouldn't, but it will have something to do with the Cheez-It Bowl. I mean, if you go out there and lose to a, a Oklahoma team with not all its players, it's going to be hard you're going to be hard-pressed to be like, okay, yeah, but they're still going to be... And that's, I'm just telling you how voters will think. But if they do what they should do in the Cheez-It Bowl and win that game and finish with 10 wins and most of the offense is coming back from, from the... And the offense... I mean, both the defense was had really nice stretches too. But the offense is what took the huge leap this year. Um, and so with that was one of the vital reasons for the 10-win season. And if most of those guys are coming back, including your potential All-American, All-ACC Player of the Year Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback, yeah, I, I think they'll get enough notoriety uh, before the season to be a top-10 pick uh, uh, in, the, in August. It doesn't mean a whole lot, but it kind of does. Oh. It kind of does. And getting to this 10th win would be a big deal. And people, you know, I don't think Jordan Travis coming back is probably going to flip any wide receivers that are in high school, right? Like, it's too late in the game. It's 14 days from now, signing day. And they're probably not going to get on the field much at this. They're not going to get to play with Jordan Travis, but for one year at most. But what it does, in my opinion, is it guarantees, as long as he stays healthy, a strong season again in 2023. Like, I thought they were going to be good anyway, but you never know. Say Jordan leaves. You don't know what you get out of the portal. Do you get uh, Russell Wilson or do you get Everett Golson and, and uh, Hornswoggle? There are bad quarterbacks that come through that portal, that thing too. So you're guaranteed now, as long as you stay healthy at quarterback, to have another good season in 2023, right? Yes, I mean, I absolutely. think that seems almost, with the way the schedule breaks and the fact that you know you're going to have a good offense, an electric elite offense, um, that, that will mean a lot for those 2024 kids. They won't get to play with Jordan Travis, but they will get to see, oh, this wasn't a fluke. It was two years in a row of Florida State being good and scoring a lot of points. They're on the move. I want to, you know what I mean? I just, yeah. they're, the only thing I think Florida State fans were worried about for 2023, as much as you might believe in Norvell and what he's doing, you didn't want to step back. You know, a step sideways, another 10, 9, 10 one season, that's, that, to me, that's a step forward. But you didn't want to step back. And I think the news on Monday night 
probably, if things go like they should, health and everything else, you're not taking, it guarantees you're not taking a step back. You are going to be a good team again in 2023. That's how good Jordan Travis is. And obviously that's how important the quarterback position is in 2022 anyway. Last note on that. I, I know you kind of get a little bit uncomfortable with good reason about talking about other people's livelihoods and where they're coming and going. Um, you know, there's a lot of rooms that are crowded that we won't be surprised. We'll talk about some of the, the comings and goings for Florida State and the portal, mainly goings. No one's committed yet as we record this, which, by the way, we did an entire show. We've, we, we've been burned for the first time. This is the first time we've ever did a show and then pretty much scrapped the entire thing, which we didn't have which to do. Which was kind of our – I mean, that was dumb. I'll be honest with you, Aslan, that was dumb. And we are planning to later on today at Tuesday to record at 5.15. That's dumb. We're not doing that. Okay. I'm, I'm, we're going to wait till you're done with your with your Video whatever you got to do Tuesday game, night. Uh, yes. Uh, and we're going to record. We're gonna, I know. I made it sound seedy. I pre- yeah. I whatever your tender nonsense is, <laughs> get all that over with out of uh, your system yeah. and then come and record a show. We're going to have to wait till the night time uh, for, for probably the rest of the month. Because there's going to be, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not advocating for that. I don't want to do that. But there's always, there's going to be news that breaks, and we'll never know if the news is going to, like, somebody's going to enter the portal, somebody's going to come out of the portal, and it all, it all could happen at eight thirty. Somebody could announce they're staying. Jared Verse, come on, man, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? You just want one year of big time college football, Jared? Didn't that just wet the whistle even more? Like you got your whole life to play NFL football. You only got one. You could do one more year to play uh, for a very good team. Quarterback's coming back. Why don't you come back? So, Um, I don't know. I probably won't make much of a difference with Jared's decision, but you never know, do you, Aslan? Quick side note before we finish up the note on the the quarterback. I was coming into the office, and I had the Monday night game on from last night, and I hear Joe Buck say, uh, Levante Taylor makes a tackle, and I was like, Levante Taylor? My guy's in the league? Uh, There isn't a... There is a Alante Taylor. Mm. And I was like, ah, close. Bummed out. Bummed out. Was close. That is. That's too bad. That's too bad. So, with the news of Jordan coming back, Brock Glenn is verbally committed to Florida State. He is a prep quarterback, class of twenty twenty three, out of Tennessee. You would have AJ Duffy, uh, this incoming freshman, Jordan Travis, and then Tate Rodemaker. Feel like I don't. I don't know why AJ would leave. I don't know why Tate would leave either. I mean, you are one play away, but that's not really the, the best sort of maybe rallying cry you want to have going into your fourth year of collegiate football because he got here in 20. So this will be his fourth season, and he's still not starting. Um, obviously, you take Jordan Travis over Tate Rodemaker, but, I mean, do you are you bracing for collateral damage from this? I mean, which sounds a little bit dramatic, which I apologize, but... I know he, you can't quite type your, tap your head into a 20-year-old Tate Rodemaker, but I don't know. He's been a good trooper. He's been a soldier. He's been a soldier. Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. Uh, I would think he's probably going to maybe see what else is out there. If you're Mike Norvell, like, would you be cool with it? Or would you be like, all right, I'm taking your scholarship. Don't even think about coming back. I don't always be like, it's all right, man. I understand, man. Do what you got to do. We're here if you want to stick around. It'd be weird to stick around and, and hang and be a backup again, No. I know he's a great player. It's it's not like you're 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 holding a clipboard for lesser quarterback, but still you're a competitor. Yeah, it, you know, look, man, and and we don't begrudge anyone that that wants to go improve their uh, their their status or their playing time. Um, you know, as long as they do it the you know my perceived right way, I guess. Um, I I don't know. Um, I feel like Tate really does like being a part of this team. I think he likes Norvell. I think he loved coming in the clutch there against Louisville. 
Um, and maybe he's patient and just wants the one season after Jordan to play. Um, I guess technically he could play two years after that, yeah, right? Yeah. Because yeah. um, he'll still only be a, a redshirt sophomore next year. Is that right? Yeah, because 2020 didn't count. Um, yeah. So yeah. So he's a, he's he's a redshirt freshman right now, right? Yeah. So he still has two years available, and it's like, okay, you could go. Tate Rodemaker could go transfer to let's say NC State because they have a quarterback opening, folks. Um, now they have a bunch of dudes that are there that started last this this past year. I think they had four different guys that started games. But let's say he goes to NC State. But there's no guarantee he's not going to be the second stringer there either. No. You know, this isn't. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, Mike Glennon, this is, this is a guy that's had a, a, a lot of not so good stuff on film and one really nice half. So I don't know how, um, he would get in the portal. I don't think a school of Florida state status would offer him a starting spot at all. I think the lot for Tate Rodemaker, Tate Rodemaker's lot in life right now is he could go probably start at a smaller school or he could be a backup going into the season at a big school. And you can go mosey on down the road and be a backup somewhere else with a bunch of kids you don't know and coaches that didn't recruit you. Or you can stay here and play for this guy that always sings your praises and apparently the quarterbacks you really get along with and the teammates you really like. So I get, the, I get why he would want to look around, but there's just no guarantee he finds a better spot than being the backup at Florida State. Not this year, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but it's a decision, right? Like, maybe yeah. he wants to go play for Trent Dilfer at UAB. Yeah. But there's no guarantee he's going to play. I know, but th there's a guarantee that you're not going to play here. You know, that's the Correct. thing. You're not going to. There's no way you're starting yeah. ahead of this kid. So, um, But there's, there's no guarantee that, number one, if the offense is still good, you're going to play the third quarter in every game next year almost, it seems like, the way they boat race most of these teams. But also, there's no guarantee that he stays healthy. That, I mean, you... you but I get what you're saying. He he is not going to be the starter here. He would have a chance to be the starter somewhere else. That is appealing. Um, but is it, you know, it, he's got to do that old math in his head and figure out what he wants to do. I would not be surprised to answer the overall overarching question. I would not be surprised if uh, the quarterback, I, I think the quarterback room will have three guys in it next year. That are on scholarship. Yes. Yeah. I think it'll have three, not four. I don't know who the – I know Jordan Travis will be one. I certainly think Brock Glenn will be the one. I don't know who the other one will be. Well, we don't know who's going to be on the board for preseason Heisman. We don't know what the odds are going to be, but we are going to check with MyBookie, mybookie.ag, uh, where you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. And when you use the promo code WARCHANT on your first deposit, let's say of 500 bucks, you want to get crazy during the holiday season, you will get a bonus of $200 when you use the promo code WARCHANT at mybookie.ag. I will be looking at it like a hawk. We will let you know when the uh, prop opens up on it, but I can imagine over on my bookie, only what, like Caleb Williams, we know for sure right now, Corey, will have better, or better, quote-unquote, worse. He'll be the, the odds-on favorite to maybe win the Heisman yes. uh, in 2023. I don't know where Jordan's going to be. But he's going to be plus, right? He's going to be the be a plus 300. I'll, I'll do that. I'll dance around with that. I think we're kind of, no, I think it'll be like plus 1,000 or plus 800. Ooh, I still even don't better. think. Even better. Absolutely. Jump on it. Jump on it early, gang, because when he lights up LSU on Labor Day, That's yeah, the the, pivot, those odds yeah. are going to plummet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that 
the the cool news the cool thing about that Florida game wasn't just that they won and he played well. He had some highlight reel, oh my gosh, type plays. Yes. So the whole the whole nation got to see what Florida State fans have kind of seen. Well, nobody had seen plays quite like that, but seen a, a great quarterback. They all got to see him. Not you know, look, not many people were watching him beat Syracuse. Most people turned off the Miami game in the middle of the second quarter. Like they didn't get to see all the stuff that we got to see. Well, they got to see that whole game. And so I think that really helps him. I think 5:30 against Oklahoma with nobody else playing. I know it's not a it's not, you know, one versus two. It's not a national championship game, but there will be a lot of people watching that game. He should have another strong game and that will get the talk going, but I still don't think um, he is quite the national brand that uh, that he should be, or maybe that he will be. I guess I shouldn't say should be. He 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 wasn't incredible last year, so I don't blame college football fandom for not realizing how good Jordan Travis is. They should now though, and um and so yeah, I I think that I think they'll he'll, he'll probably be like tenth or eleventh in Heisman. Okay, the Heisman odds, All right. and uh and then that will go up very quickly. They're always going to make the Alabama quarterback high. Um, they're going to make probably the Brock Bowers kid at Georgia high. The Caleb Williams will be number one without a doubt. The good news, if you really want Jordan Travis to win the Heisman, yeah. hope Caleb Williams wins on Saturday. He is a Heisman finalist. If he wins, they don't really like to give it to guys two ah, years in a row. Good point. So that could good take point. him out of the running. Good point. Pro move there by Heisman voter Corey Clark. Bet on mm. anything, anytime, anywhere over at MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. Use that promo code WARCHANT. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's get to the portal, Corey. Before we talk about players that are leaving, there's possibly a player that is most certainly on their way, which that sounded really weird, but uh, you guys can parse through all the words. A courtesy of our good friends over at the home office at On3, uh, Daryl Jackson, a Big Ben product, I think out of Quincy originally, uh, committed to Maryland out of high school and then transferred to Miami last year to start the season. Uh, Florida State was in the mix, tried to get him, uh, but I guess maybe I'm in a little too little too late, or I don't know. That's up for debate. But anywho, um, you're asking yourself, all right, so he transferred once. Can he do it again? The, the the sort of wisdom out there is that apparently he might be leaning towards coming back to Florida or coming back closer to home and transferring to Florida State from Miami after one year in Coral Gables, but he's already used his one-time transfer. He would need to apply for a hardship. Uh, well, his mother... Uh, told Kane Sport, which is part of the On3 network, everybody, um, uh, that she expects for her son uh, to get the waiver to play right away because uh, apparently there's some, there is a, you know, a, an actual issue with his family that would qualify for the hardship 
uh, with some health troubles apparently with the, the family. So, um, you know, never want to minimize what's going on in people's lives for, for your own gain as a, a hobbyist watching a football team. But uh, looking at it from basically what we have to do is our job about people coming and going, human resources, man, that'd be a, that'd be a big get. He, he's an extremely impressive young man on the football field, Daryl Jackson. Uh, and also, you know, kicks out a leg from underneath Miami as well. So uh, that could possibly be developing and maybe something coming officially here, at least in terms of him committing to Florida State here in the next day or so, possibly, Corey. Um, that's a, that'd be a good get, man, especially if Fabian leaves, which yeah sounds like might happen. Uh, It'd Jared be really Jackson's big if gone. he can play. If yes. he can play right away, that, that to me, like he's in the portal, so I assume he's leaving no matter what, even if he has to sit out. But, man, I if he can't get the waiver, if you're not, like, almost 100% guaranteed that he can get the waiver, I don't know that you take him because I just think you need immediate help. Um, and this guy would be immediately immediate help. He's 6'6", 300. Um, he graded out in the 70s uh, all season. Like, he had the overall grade of somewhere in the 70s. Um, you know, I, I just think that he would be – look, I don't know that he's going to be a star, but he's solid. And they need solid. I don't know. I just don't know about Malcolm Ray, man. I just don't. I think Josh Farmer can be a good player. I like some of the strides he made. Adam Fuller talked about him like he was a different player than the one he saw that, that had to be thrown in there against Louisville. Like, that's the kind of strides he made. And you got to assume he's going to keep improving exponentially like that. But you always need dudes up front. You always need to rotate fresh bodies, especially in the middle. 6'6", a guy that's played at this level and played a lot. Uh, looking at his snap counts. You know, 68 against Clemson, 40 against Georgia Tech, 45 against Virginia, you know, 42 against Duke, like, and that's a rival against Duke. Um, so I just like that he's played at this level. He's played well at this level. He know You know what to expect. You know what you can get from him. Um, that would be a really big deal, and that'd be a really a nice find, and I don't think they'd be done on the defensive line by any means. Yeah. But you're right, man. We, we got to know who's leaving first. Mm. Like, if I, I, I just... I would assume I, it'll probably happen right now as we're recording this, and we'll have to start the show over again. But I would assume if these guys are going to opt out and go to the NFL, I don't know what you're waiting on. Yeah, you know, I, I would think that's going to happen fairly quickly, like in the next three or four days. So I think that obviously, and you would hope if Fabian Lovett is going, you would hope he's already told the coaches. Yeah, I, I would assume that conversation's already happened, so the coaches know. And they're telling somebody like Daryl Jackson, yes, Fabian Lovett is not coming back. Robert Cooper is graduating. Jared Jackson's left. You have plenty of opportunity to play. You know, I was thinking about, we, we mentioned this on the first uh, edition of this show, and I, you, you quickly corrected me because it was a stupid point, but no one will have to hear it because I'm not hmm. going to let it see the But you're about to say it again. Yeah, well, because, you know, I, I do okay. these sort of nice. silly Keep things. it real. But, you know, we, people like me maybe uh, talk about, like, oh, you know, man, the, the bull experience is a really cool thing. It's all about the players. I mean, I think on three tweeted out 1,000 players went into the portal. Now, not all of them were on bowl teams, but, like, they could have gone through. It's a 45-day window it's open for, right? It opened on December 5th. You could still play a bowl game and then decide you're going to leave. But if they're like, ah, I'm good. I don't want to yeah. play a bowl. Let me find my next – let me fix my next place and get out of here. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, talking to Robert Cooper on the Coop Show in the Coop Live on Monday – uh, he's definitely excited about it. So there are people who really do embrace the, the bowl experience, but there's a lot of players who are like, whatever, man, get me on out of here. So 
Uh, we'll see how it kind of uh, develops as uh, these days go on by. We got you covered front to back, though, again, over the premium recruiting board. Uh, all right, so on Monday, uh, you know, I erred in not getting it onto the show on Monday when we recorded Sunday, but, you know, Shambray Jackson, Jarrett Jackson were both uh, removed from the roster over the weekend. Jarrett Jackson announced officially on Monday that he's entering the portal as a grad transfer, so that's another body that you lose. And listen, man, he, he played a lot of snaps, man. I, mean, I, I know you, you talk about needing solid, maybe even need spectacular. I don't know where on the spectrum of all that uh, Jarrett Jackson falls, but you no longer have him, so it's imperative that you get some more bodies there. But Amari Gaynor, uh, I know you, was it you and Jeff that did a video? I thought it was you mm -hmm. and Tom. But yeah. You corrected me on that one. It was you and Jeff that did it, so... I mean, Amari's a guy that, again, I mean, he looks, I hate saying looks apart. That's one thing I try to limit in what I'm saying. But, man, he is built to be a football player. He embraces what it takes to be a football player. I mean, he does play physical. He's not just Tarzan and, and popcorn muscles, man. He wants to go out there and get to the ball first and hurt you. Uh, really, really disappointed that it didn't work out, but he leaves with a lot of grace and dignity. Your athletic director and your head coach both pretty much co-sign for you on your way out. They retweet your farewell and, and say really gushing, glowing things about you. Uh, I'm, I don't begrudge him at all for leaving. I just uh, shake my fist at the football gods for not letting this kid live up to what I imagine some vast potential he has because physically he has every single tool you want. I wouldn't be surprised if it somehow turns on for him, but ultimately injuries might have been responsible for stripping us of what Amari could have been here in Tallahassee. Wish for the best for him, though, wherever he ends up. Yeah, I thought it was cool how Norvell, when, when Amari announced his, uh, his portal entrance on Twitter, that Norvell uh, quote tweeted it and talked about what a great young man he was a special person and that somebody's going to be getting a really special person and a, and a great addition to their program. Like I, I do think he means that. I think that's a great look by the way, but it also means that it was, a, there was some genuine, um, I don't know, affection, I guess, um, for appreciation, towards Gainer. appreciation, you know what I mean? Yeah. And appreciation for what he went through because man, uh, Gainer was out there in 2020. They had to put people out there. He was one of them. Um, I'll always remember Kirk Herbstreet during that Miami debacle, the 52 to 10, saying that Gator was their best player on defense, which at that time might have been true other than Asante Samuel. So uh, Gator did not, his career did not kind of take off after that. I think they struggled to find a role for him. Um, I, I just don't know if, like, maybe he'd be better in a 3-4. Um, they just did not feel, and they really run a 5, they run a 4-2, basically. Yeah. So he just did not fit in what they, what they were doing schematically that much. And then he got hurt to start this year. He got hurt. Now, he wasn't a starter. I would say he was their fourth linebacker. But he got hurt in the Duquesne game, hurt his foot. Like I like I said on the last show, Aslan, I guess we're allowed to – the portal kids, we can talk about their injuries because they're gone. Uh, but, he, you know, we all saw it. He hurt his foot in the Duquesne game and was out for a couple months. But he did come back. He came back and played there at the end of the season. And he's, he's, a, he's a legacy kid. His dad was a, was a wide receiver to start the dynasty. And he was here for all the down times, man. And, and he never really, I don't know that maybe he complained. He didn't complain publicly. He stayed. He tried to build something here. Um, I, I just really appreciate what he, what he did for the program and how much invested he was in, the, in this program as it tried to build its way back up. So, and I think he left the perfect way. He thanked everybody, didn't have any I Instagram live moments. He just thanked everybody and uh, and walked out the door. And yeah, man, uh, he's got some tools. He's rangy. It's long. He's big and physical. Maybe he can find a place that uh, that fits him better. That's what you hope, right? Yeah. No ill will at all towards no. that guy. But you got some holes at linebacker, man. Yes. 
Like we haven't heard for sure, but uh, Tatum Bethune walked on senior day. Uh, he's eligible to come back. We have not heard. We did, We haven't gotten to talk to him, so we don't know. Um, don't know if he's going to play in the bowl game. Um, I would assume he'll be making an announcement at some point here this week before practice starts. But, um, yeah, I, I if Tatum Bethune leaves and Amari Gaynor leaves, well, now all of a sudden you got Kalen Deloach, DJ Lundy, and what? Omar exactly? Graham. Yeah, yeah. Right. Not, yeah. Nothing proven, though, right? Right, right. Omar Graham, Stephen Dix, certainly not proven. Um, Nicholson, the incoming freshman, you can't count on true freshmen to play significant snaps. So, you, you, Amari's leaving the portal. Somebody better be coming the other way, I think, when it comes to linebacker. Maybe two guys, especially if Bethune leaves. You know, Brennan Gant's coming back, and I think he made some strides. They like him a little bit. I don't know that he's a long-term solution at linebacker. He might be. I thought they did it kind of just for depth purposes, but maybe they liked what they saw. But either way, I think you you are in desperate need of a linebacker coming back through the portal. But I would have thought that even if Amari Gaynor was staying. Uh, if you go to the premium recruiting board, there is a pin thread uh, titled transfer portal update on FSU targets. Michael Langson is recruiting or updating it rather around the clock. I mean, some other names to keep an eye on. Now, there was some uh, there was a tweet from Jeremiah Byers, a offensive lineman, 6'5", 315 out of UTEP that said he received an offer. He grayed out at 81 and 72 this past year for UTEP. Uh, interior offensive line. We already mm. talked about Daryl Jackson, another name to maybe keep eye on because not only linebacker, but you know, that defense could use a lot of pieces everywhere. Uh, defensive line, obviously, now with the, the departure of uh, Jared Jackson and uh, you know Sean Bray Jackson to a much lesser degree. But uh, secondary-wise, out of Virginia, second team, all-ACC defensive back, Fentrell Cypress, played in 661 snaps this past year for Virginia, grayed out at 87.8. Um, mm. So wow, that's you know, really good. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a very solid. So with Jamie possibly probably leaving, uh, you like what you have with Greedy. Hopefully, what Azaria can do. Hopefully, uh, Duke Cooper gets back to what he was. Um, not sure exactly where Cypress fits on the spectrum of being a, maybe a safety or a, or a cornerback, but uh, I'm sure they could find a spot for him in that sort of backfield there. So the back end. So that's uh, some of the names to keep an eye on. Plenty of it more over at WarChant.com. Uh, Otherwise, Corey, uh, I'm not going to act all surprised because I asked it to you and we already talked about it, but uh, you know, Clemson loses DJ. We knew that, but he officially enters the portal. Florida loses their quarterback. Anthony Richardson's going to the NFL. So is Jervon Dexter, their defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. That's good to see. Um, Virginia's losing Brennan Armstrong. Uh, former Florida State commits Derek Bermudez, Luke Altmeyer from Ole Miss. They're go- entering the portal. Not sure where they maybe or don't fit into plans. Um but Devin Leary leaving NC State, that was a shocker uh, for me. Uh, I know MJ Morris kind of showed something to the nation. Jack Chambers did not. I don't know what Ryan Finley's brother's name is, but he had a pretty good game against North Carolina. But it just seems like that you know program was him. Uh, he was the face of that team, especially going into this season. I know they lose their offensive coordinator, takes a head coaching job at Liberty. But, man, when you only got one year left and you're going to leave, it's just I guess this is what we – we might see across the country. We haven't seen it yet from Florida State, thankfully, but other teams are having to deal with it. Florida State doesn't, and Florida State's done well in whom they've, who they've lost and who they've gained. I, I guess this is just another part of the equation when it comes to building a program that Mike Norvell's figured out quite well, and we'll see how other teams kind of uh, adapt to it now going on here. Yeah, I just thought it was odd that, uh, you know, that Devin Leary left. I mean, he, he 
he started for them for I thought if he's going to leave it was to go pro yeah not to go play for another school but that's the world we live in it's I'm, I'm trying to wrap my minds around my hands around it um, I'm trying to get used to it it's still hard um, to think about like the kid at Oklahoma State that quarterback that's been there for four years Spencer just bouncing Sanders. his last year yeah and then uh and then yeah and then this happening it, it, with, with Devin Leary, I mean, you know, it's probably good news for FSU, right? I don't even know if they play NC State next year. I can't remember if they're on the schedule or not. I'll look it but up. Um, it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless he's, like, going to Alabama. Like, NC State's been good to him. It's a good program. It's a top 25 program. Has been for years. That's a solid group. That's a solid team. And they were 6 or 7 and 1 when he got hurt. So I would imagine NC State fans are like, bro, what? Why would you do this? And that's the reality of football. Like I, it's one thing you see it all over the country. Man, Alabama had an exodus on on Monday. Yep. Texas A and M is right now. The last time I looked, they had fifteen guys in the portal. Ten of them were former four star recruits. Like this happens everywhere, but not many of those ten were playing a ton. They were backups. They were looking for more playing time. It hadn't worked out for them. Whatever the issue is, big time schools are eight power five schools losing starters, especially starting quarterbacks. That's just a new world order that's hard to wrap your mind around. Uh, but, may, you know, maybe he ends up at uh, who knows where. Maybe maybe he's mad that Tim Beck left to go coach. His, his OC went to go be a head coach somewhere. Uh, maybe he wants to go play for Alabama. I, I don't know. But it's just uh, like DJ even makes sense, right? Because he oh, knows he's yeah. not going to be the starter next year. Yeah. Yeah. Devin Leary's the starter if he wants to be, if he wants to come back. So that's just a little odd to me. Maybe he's going to transfer to Wisconsin. It worked well for the last NC State quarterback that transferred to Wisconsin so maybe that's his thinking but uh either way I, I don't like it's not that I don't like it I just I still got to get used to it man I get it again we don't begrudge anybody like again you can't you can't cover Florida State and get mad about transfers and then celebrate this football team right when all the good players are transfers you can't do it it's just hypocrisy at the highest level I I like the transfer portal overall I love the fact that these kids might go to a school and you're the right guard at Alabama, but you're playing behind a future first-round pick. So you're a second stringer for three years, and then your football career might be over, where you could maybe, when you realize that, oh, I'm going to be stuck behind this guy for two years, and he's awesome. I might be really good too, but he's awesome. I'm not going to ever get to play college football meaningful snaps. That's not fair. And it used to be that was the deal. Or you could go sit out a year and maybe take a shot somewhere else. Now you can go start at another SEC school immediately and be a, a first-round pick yourself. Like, that's awesome. The player empowerment there is great. You know, coaches get to slide whenever they want. Players can too now once. I like that part of it. It's just, you know, this is the downside to it. A place like NC State losing their starting quarterback through no fault of their own. They, he could have been unhappy with playing time. Sam Hartman might bounce from Wake Forest. Even, uh, you know, he's tired of running the mesh, whatever it is. And, it's the, the, and he's going to go star for another team for one year when this this whole fan base has watched him rise up and become the player he's been for for uh the last three years and then the last year he bounces it's just it is what it is i i hate that phrase i i want to i want you to edit that out of the podcast but um i'm not going i we're, we're i think i just looked on the on three tracker it's like 910 kids in the portal last year i think they said there was 1900 kids that ended up going into the portal like 900 of them didn't find spots which is just insane, but and it'll be, I, I assume it'll be well over 2000. Now it's these players looking at the, looking at the landscape and being, look, I'm not starting here. 
I want to go somewhere I can start. And I get that in the, for the most part. I, mean, I, get, I get it completely. But the, the downside to it or the counter to it is, man, there aren't many people that are happy playing college football as, as true freshmen because you don't play. You're a scout team dummy. You play in the fourth quarter when your team is up or down by 30 points. That's it. You're a tackling dummy. And that's not fun for a kid that's been a star. So I, I'm really interested. When I saw those, when I saw that the exodus from Alabama, like, man, it's got to be changing how Nick Saban evaluates things. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's, I guess Alabama's going to be Alabama. They're always going to have their pick of the litter. But, you know, he's losing guys that he probably thought could be really good players in a year or two. Yeah. And they're impatient and they bounce. And uh, so that that's just the reality of it. You you know, Sam McCall might end up being a really good player somewhere. Florida State might lose a couple younger guys that might end up being good players somewhere else down the road. And the problem is it's not like Florida State did wrong by them. Yeah. It's just not your turn. You're not ready yet. You have to grow. It's college football. You don't come in ready-made, ready to play. And I think, uh, you know, that's that's there, there's a lot of guys right now that maybe think they're better than they are and go find out somewhere else that they're not are there are the on the flip side there are guys that are pretty good that are stuck behind really good players and want to go shine somewhere else and that's the portal in a nutshell all said oh florida state not really but i talked a lot well uh florida state i I lost the screen but they do not play nc state next year so uh but so it doesn't really matter. He couldn't have left. Well, I guess he didn't really do much against. He what? He have one touchdown against Florida yeah, State this year. He's yeah. not the reason they won that game. Yeah, but uh, Florida clearly hurt. But not even by the portal, but just by NFL defections. Uh, be on the lookout later today. This is according to Shannon Terry, the guy who's uh, made on three what it is. Uh, they're going to release the transfer portal ranking, Corey, the first of its kind. It's going to be an algorithm that weighs transfers in and transfers out, kind of like a plus minus. Uh, so. I was just going to really underscore again what Mike Norvell's done. I mean, actually, won't retroactively show what's been happening, but I mean, again, to this point, Amari maybe finds greener passers, but really wasn't heavily involved. Now, a lot of that was because of injury. Jarrett Jackson did play heavily, um, but maybe wasn't the the, the most uh, you know strongest part, strongest link to your defense. And then you possibly could be bringing in a guy that graded out better than him from Miami. Uh, and then who knows what happens if, if a guy like Fentrell Cypress, again, a second-team All-ACC guy shows up and you lost Sam McCall, who did not you know, play for you all that much. Right. Uh, you know, these sort of things, these are these are the margins now, man, as a, as a coach, where it used to be, all right, am I going to offer Ray Lewis or who was the other guy we offered? Who was the tight end we offered instead of Ray Lewis? Uh, ooh, great question. Sorry. I just Here, lost it. Okay. Julian Pittman? Is yeah, that right? There it is. There Julian Pittman? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's no longer that. It's going to be kind of like, all right, this guy left us, and then what are we able to get in the portal? So we'll have to keep an eye on that throughout. But feels good again, again where, where Florida State is right now. And I I can't imagine. I mean, there's only – there's been only, like, what, like five guys that if they left you would truly be crushed, you know? That's where we're at right now. And I, I can't yeah, imagine but that's also leave. because they're starters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I still think Florida State is at a point where I and I think they'll they'll probably always be this way. You would hope, like Florida State is a destination. Oh, yeah. It's not a stepping stone. Yeah. So I don't know that Florida State, especially if they keep winning games like this, I don't know that Florida State they're going to lose a lot of starters to bigger schools. They would lose, you know, guys that, you know, like a Rodney Hill type player that's shown flashes, but is still stuck on the depth chart. 
kind of like that. And I certainly hope Rodney doesn't leave. And I don't know that he did enough to get an offer from a big boy school any better than Florida State, but he might get an offer from a spot where he'd have a better chance to play, especially if Benson comes back. But yeah, I think Florida State, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, and I could, this could be completely wrong. I don't know that they're going to lose a lot of starting guys. And when that does happen, that could be worrisome or it could just be straight up about the money. You know, they just don't, you know, maybe they have a more of a finite amount of NIL money than, uh, like if Jamie Robinson decided to go back, if he decided to transfer to Nebraska. Right. I mean, that wouldn't make any sense, right? Except for Nebraska gets Big Ten money, so they might have more of a chance to offer him. But who's going to leave Tallahassee for Lincoln? Are you kidding me? Come on. Climb, man. Climb. The, the hard part's out the way now. It's all scenic views and vistas. Come join mm, you're us. You're right. Yeah, Jamie was part of the, the the hard times, man. He's he's chasing that Jacksonville State receiver in the end zone. Not really fast. That wasn't one of Jamie's best moments at Florida it State. It was not. It would not have mattered probably, but he also probably thought that Jarvis could at least push the kid out of bounds. Yeah, well. Anyhow, well, that said, all right, that's a wrap for us. Uh, we'll have a post pinned to the Tribal Council for Renegade Express questions. Maybe. Because we are going to record late now. Corey's making us record late. I don't know if I want to do a two-hour Renegade Express at midnight. Uh, but I don't have practice the next day. I'm talking out loud. Go to warchant.com, though. Subscribe. You need premium access. Again, to the premium recruiting board to check out the transfer portal update thread. Again, all legitimate targets that are out there for Florida State. Michael Langston's on it, giving you their names, giving you the backstories and maybe the probabilities on why it makes sense and why it could make sense. So uh, stay connected over there. Headlines, seminal headlines. Jeff Cameron, Irish O'Fell, Corey Clark, mm, 1 to 3 o'clock coming up. So be on the lookout for that one as well, live on YouTube as well as 93.3 FM. And all the reaction and all the news, all the fallout from Jordan Travis's awesome announcement. That fallout's like a bad thing. I know. What's, what's, is there a positive? Is there a synonym like a positive? Because uh, fallout feels like a bad thing. So an anonym, an anonym for Ooh, fallout would be man. like the uh, – yeah, uh, antonym. You're right. Correct. Sorry. Either, I don't know the celebration, but that's not the, the celebration. Upshot, is that opposite the upshot, of fallout? The, uh, the, the upswing. Mm-hmm. Um, the excitement. The excitement. Yeah, sure. Sure. I wanted to say real quick as we're signing off because I brought this up on the video, and I promise it'll be quick. That's fine. I, I just want to make the point that um, it's really cool for Jordan Travis to have turned into this, yeah. because as I as I pointed out on the video, there can't be many guys that are met with this much celebration, excitement, opposite of fallout for um, announcing that they're going to stay in school as a kid that was booed 14 months ago by his own fans and a kid that was not believed in by anyone. Like, yeah, I supported Jordan Travis in 2020 just because I knew how bad the situation was behind him. And he was a dynamic player that could make winning plays, but I never thought he could be this. So I didn't believe in him to get to this level. You didn't believe in him to get to this level. And no. I'm saying the royal you, not no. just you, well, Aslan. No. Everybody listening to this. Nobody believed he could get to this level. And, I, and I'm talking about coaching staffs, fans, probably teammates, maybe himself. But for him to be have turned himself into this kind of player with the help of development from the coaching staff, Dillingham to Tokars to Norvell, and heck, for uh, Odell and Bryles for at least give him a chance to be on the field. And back in 2019, after Willie was fired, Jordan Travis got on the field and immediately ran for a 40-yard touchdown. Like that was that that to me, it just speaks volumes about that that individual because he made sure to bring it up after the Florida game. Like you know, he loves the fans. 
He's like, I love, I love, I love our fans. We have the best fans in the nation. Now they didn't always believe in me. And it's like, yeah, man, they didn't. They booed you in the Jacksonville State game because they wanted the hot shot shiny toy to be their quarterback. Meanwhile, you were the answer all along. And it's just really cool to see that kind of growth in college football because we're so quick, and I, I certainly count myself in this, we're so quick to just dismiss a player's ability because they're not great the first eight games they play. You're like, oh, he'll never get it. He's never going to be any good. Well, we've, I, we've just now seen it too much. From the basketball team to now Jordan Travis, and there's plenty of other examples where uh, you know that he's a he's a he is a great college football player, and it's just really cool after the after what he went through because it was 2020 was not easy being the starting quarterback on that team, and especially because he kept getting hurt. 2021 was not easy when he had to take over for McKenzie Milton, and he got he kept getting he still got hurt and he got booed and they weren't any good. He's the only reason they won eight games at all those two years, and yet he still wasn't appreciated. And then this year, he wasn't appreciated by his fan base a ton in the beginning of the season either. And then all of a sudden, he turns into this where everybody's doing cartwheels because he's coming back. That's a great story, man. Now, let's just hope he doesn't suck in 2023. <laughs> just kidding, Jordan. We, we know you won't, buddy. Believe in yourself, kids. Yep, Believe absolutely. in yourself. Believe in yourself. He's Corey Amazon. Thank you for listening to Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Also, live show Wednesday, 6 to 7 o'clock. Mark it down on your calendars.